0: Hello, today I'm back at it in this series answering the questions of the who, what, when, where, why of automation. This series will focus on insights to help you answer these questions as part of your automation decision journey. And uh, what I'd love to ask is, did you know where your automation is located can have an impact on its success and performance? Stay tuned and find out more. So the old catchphrase for real estate is location, location, location. And this can also be said of automation, but not specifically in the way you may be thinking. I mean, first let's tackle the obvious topics here and delve into the not so obvious uh, areas as well. And what I mean here is that your automation jobs or tools can be in, in the cloud, on-premise or a hybrid. Um, and I really wanna focus a bit on this hybrid approach because the obvious choices for a while have been the cloud and on-premise, but this hybrid approach has been seen by many as the best of both worlds. Uh, this can help address some of the security concerns or holdouts <laughs> that folks have with the cloud. Uh, if they're comfortable with and they have a robust on-premise uh, environment, then having automation there can allow some exploration of cloud uh, compute and workloads uh, in some areas that are maybe not so critical, but allow you to test the waters. Uh, I mean, think about maybe like having a market automation in the cloud, but keep your customer data in on-premise location. Just a quick example there. Now, let's shift gears here a bit and talk about the not so obvious way. The the different way of thinking about this is what's being done in the RPA area or robotic process automation. And what I mean by that is is think of RPA as a blend of cloud, on-premise and people. And by keeping people in the mix here, it allows the automation to, to blend those automation workflows with people workflows. I, and what do I mean by that? So people have their workflows too. These are, think of these as the steps that people go need to go through to, say, analyze critical information or update a screen or an app or some interaction to continue automation process. And what I mean by that is sometimes people can spot trends or anomalies that uh, wouldn't have been picked up by, uh, you know, bots through AI or machine learning. And also, if you think about it, people have relationships that bots don't. At some points, you know, sometimes you're giving a, an exception to something based on uh, a relationship you have, maybe as part of your sales cycle or onboarding of a new employee or something, that there's certain exceptions you need to have for the rule, which people need to be able to interact with. So think about that as keeping people in the mix of this automation as people have their workflows. And another area that's growing really fast here and tremendously over the past few years is this edge computing concept As for uh, for automation. It's expected that the compound annual growth rate for edge computing will hit about 39% by 2028. That's huge, just a few years out and 39%. But first, what is edge computing? Think of this as part of a distributed computing technology in which information processing is located close to the edge, hence the name. And what is the edge? It's where things and people produce or consume that information that is being input. Simply put, workloads can be closer to the user and things. Think of IoT, for example, as these things, which this provides much faster responses for critical real-time uh, needs. And this will really require you thinking through your automation environments to ensure edge computing is factored in with your cloud and hybrid models. Now, obviously edge computing won't fit for every scenario or industry or uh, processes that you have, but it should be a consideration if you think step take a step back and look at everything. And then as part of this thinking, Think through some scenarios. Maybe you have workers out in the field that need critical data to perform their jobs. Maybe they're doing repair on a large machinery. Um, and they need to interact with certain devices, such as you know tablets or these IoT devices, which sometimes maybe have screens on them to interact with. And these are right on the machines. And they need to be able to provide data right at that point of where the worker needs it right at the point maybe they're working on a repair or analyzing data as output from that machine. That something's not quite right or off about the machine and they need to fix it. But that shouldn't hinder the automation from continuing on downstream with this automation process. This is where the worker maybe needs to update something through an app or through the IoT screen, or maybe they need to get a signature or capture images. and or paperwork to continue this downstream automation. It shouldn't require them coming back to the office, turning in something, and then the automation picks up from there. There needs to be this continuation effort and thought through that process. So where does this leave you? So the location of automation is critical, as we've already outlined here. And it really helps distribute the workloads, if you think about it. It keeps people involved and allows you to leverage on-premise and cloud applications. Uh, and by seeing where you can put this automation, you can really see where there are potential bottlenecks as you examine the process and where automation could help you alleviate or streamline those things. However, <laughs> many folks will really put all their automation in, in the same basket, so to speak, and this could be Easy to implement and set up, but it can also lead to a single point of failure. And if you think about it, if you're trying to automate everything, which you shouldn't, and I covered in a prior episode, it removes people from the process at critical stages. So taking a step back to examine the process upstream and downstream from certain angles can help you create methods for plugging automation where it's needed and keep people involved in this process and in each phase. Ultimately, where you put your automation workloads can impact the people and your future success. So in the next episode, I'll be back at it asking why you should have automation. Seems like a simple question, but many folks are still holding out. Again, why? And until then, bye.